first of all uh, about the, the the name maybe uh, the audience will, will uh, don't know why virus when we started uh, producing it uh, people said wow this is so different that uh, from anything i ever flown that i'm really infected about this you know and then we we make him a commercial name virus and the, the slogan was infected by pipistrel hi I'm Nick, and you're listening to the Niche Aviation Podcast. This week, I speak to Ivo Boscarel, the founder of Pipistrel. Pipistrel is a Slovenian aircraft manufacturer. There are three reasons why I think you should listen to this podcast. Firstly, Pipistrel is a family-owned business. Ivo started building microlights in his garage in the late 1980s. Since then... Pipistrel has produced 2,000 aircraft and now has five factories. Secondly, Pipistrel's niche is building incredibly efficient ultralight aircraft. As a result, Pipistrel have built the perfect aircraft for training pilots. The low operating costs mean fly training schools are able to train their pilots at a fraction of the cost. Finally, Pipistrel have built and flown the world's first certified electric aircraft. This is a game changer for flight training, and we'll discuss this later in the episode. I hope you enjoy the episode. Evo, once again, thank you very much for joining me. It's great to have you on. Just to start, it'd be interesting, how did you get into flying yourself? Well, I'm flying since uh, 1975. Unfortunately, yes, I'm quite old. I started like a glider pilot here in my village where I was born. There is an airport uh, since uh, 1911, I believe. So it was one of the first airports in this area. Uh, We had a very strong uh, uh, club in the time of former Yugoslavia. Later, of course, uh, when the hang glider started, we have mountains behind and I started also with uh, hang gliding. Did you did your family fly? My father was a military pilot. He was test pilot in Air Maki before the Second World War. But yes, then he he was never a sport pilot or let's say civil pilot. Okay. But then he persuaded you to get into flying or was it just... No, 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 no. He was not happy that I'm flying because of his previous job, you know, at that time, being a test pilot was not like today being a test pilot, you know. And there were a lot of uh, problems during the production because it was military production for the war. So he had a lot of bad experiences and he was afraid uh, for me. Yes, exactly. And so when did you start Pipistrel? It's uh, quite a long story. Uh, Officially, we are on the market uh, 31 years. You know, in former Yugoslavia, it was not easy to to start flying because if you were not supposed to be a military pilot, it was almost not possible. Uh, But this was never my intention. In the 80s, I have seen this possibility of hang gliders. Uh, This was quite innovative and uh, different way of flying. You had a kind of wing, you know, uh, attached to your body and we jumped from the hill. And we were flying, and on the end, uh, you, you you assemble it again, put on the on the car, and you went home. You you keep this uh, machine in the garage, and you was not depending about uh, airport, very strict regulations. 
And then uh, with some friends uh, from Hungary, France, also UK, we start uh, modifying this wing in a way that we installed a small support below uh, in the way that we were able to sit and the small engine behind. At that time was a modified engine from Trabant car. Uh, and we were able to take off uh, from from flat, you know, not necessary anymore to go on, on the hills. And a new type of flight started. At that time, we call it alternative flight. Later, we changed the name to ultralight or microlight flight. So I'm one of these pioneers of this type of flight. Of course, in the beginning, we were completely unlegal. Uh, I paid a lot of penalties uh, flying in this way. And we were flying only in the evening when the airport was closed and when, when let's say, uh, inspectors were not supposed to come. Uh, that's why local people start to call us pipistrels because pipistrel uh, in Latinium name is bat, you know. We were, uh, the shape of this wing was uh, similar to bat on, on the evening uh, sky. And uh, because of this, I also gave the name when I started to produce this first for, for some friends, then for friend of friends. And, and where did you produce these aircraft? In the beginning, in, in the garage, you know, at home. But later, yeah, I, I rented the, the place first, then I, I built the first factory, then the second and the third one. Now we are building the, the fifth one in China. So grow. I, I was growing slowly. Uh, it was a always natural grow. Also now, all our companies uh, are still family-owned, you know. Uh, we don't have any uh, shareholders or uh, venture capitals in, inside the company. It's all our money uh, because we were always growing with our own sales and uh, we developed all our aircraft only with with our own money. Why did you decide to start producing aircraft versus just focusing on microlights? Well, the trend uh, started moving maybe 10 or more years ago, start moving in direction that ultralight type aircraft started to be much more efficient and uh, the characteristics uh, way superior than of type certified aircraft because the rules were very flexible and we were able to introduce the latest technology, the the stronger engines, new components. And uh, the progress was so high and so so fast that, let's say, type certified uh, products were not uh, following this progress. And the authorities said, oh, no, we cannot permit this. We must, let's say, impose uh, the standards, safety standards also to microlights, to ultralights. And that's fine because, you know, if you are in the air, it doesn't matter on which kind of aircraft you are flying, you put in danger potentially your life. So I realized that sooner or later, the standards of the ultralights will grow. To, to meet the standards of type certified aircraft. And of course, growing with the standards, the requests, uh, also the price will grow. And I estimated, and this was, uh, my nose was right, that in, in, in a certain level, uh, this will join. And uh, it's better to go as soon as possible into the type certified uh, aviation. Otherwise, we will lose job and um, we will not survive. Like you said previously, you are a family-run business and you've never raised investment. <clears throat> What's been the keys to the success? Because typically a manufacturing company like yourself requires lots of investment and you haven't had it. And how, how have you managed to <clears throat> build your products without this? 
Well, you know, when I started with these uh, microlights, we were modifying Trabant engines and other engines, and the engine was never enough safe. Uh, we had a lot, a lot of engine failures, you know. And I have seen that <clears throat> if I like to survive, the, the aircraft must be designed in a way that the needed energy must be as less as possible, the efficiency of the aircraft must be as high as possible, and also because we were flying around cities, the noise level must be as low as possible. And this is basically the philosophy of gliders. So also today, all our aircraft are designed with the same philosophy. So saving the energy, reducing the, the, the fuel, the consumption energy, and to have the engine only for takeoff and during the flight, burning very few energy. This 20, 30 years ago was like, uh, let's say, crazy idea about Boscarol, but uh, because fuel was cheap, noise was not important. I was the, the craziest, uh, let's say, aircraft designer in the eyes of my, of my competitors. But in these 30 years, we learned so much about the efficiency of the aircraft that today, with, for example, 300 liters, we can fly, fly from Chile to Easter Islands, what is 4,500 kilometers with 300 liters. So efficient are our aircraft, you know? And this is the base of our success. Our aircraft are much quieter than the others. Our aircraft are much more powerful uh, than the others. And this also made possible a first two-seater fully electric aircraft. Once we announce a new aircraft, our characteristics of the new aircraft are so advanced that people are willing to send us the advance payment and wait in three, four, five years to get the aircraft, like is happening with the Pantera. And with the advance payment of the customers who believe in us, we finance a part of our development. That's the secret. That's unbelievable. And so that's been the whole way through is just having customer loyalty who pay in advance and you've been able to benefit from that. There are customers who are having a fifth, six, seven aircraft, you know. Once they are on Pipistrel, they don't change the brand anymore because they know what they can expect. And, and obviously you had throughout your period, you haven't just been successful and you must have had some times where it's been, been hard. Um, what are the particular <clears throat> areas that come to mind? Well, uh, I can tell you that uh, our advantage is that uh, we have crisis every day. We start working with the crisis and we, we don't know how, uh, how the day will end uh, because we always have too many challenges, but these are making us very, very strong. I, I knew that to be successful in aviation, I must run the business in the way that I will be successful on the long run. With all respect, you know, but if you are producing shoes or furniture, it's different that if you are producing a machine in which people give their life. So you must first establish a brand. And in aviation, this, this, this means 15, maybe 20 years investing in the brand that the people believe in you, they trust you, then you can sell the aircraft. This we made. And we were always, let's say, uh, uh, considering the aviation of, like a very serious business uh, based on trust. And that's why people are trusting us. And also today, if we announce something, 
that in three or five years will happen, always happen. We are not the one that we are like a lot of now, especially in the VTOL business, you know, people are announcing flying car this and this and this with very good uh, PowerPoint presentation and they get 30, 50, 100 millions from investors who has no idea what certification mean, what, what serial production mean, and then they disappear, you know, that's not, that's not our way. We are working with our money on long term. Imagine that now we have about 250 people and in 31 years you can count on the fingers of maybe four hands people who left me. Once we employ the people, uh, people remain, you know, people are with me 30, 25 years because they believe in, in, in me, I believe in them, we have a common trust and we are a very social oriented company. We start working in the morning at 7 o'clock and at 3 o'clock we close the door Nobody work uh, additional hours. We don't work Saturdays, Sundays. So I like that uh, my my workers has uh, th- their private life. Uh, they go to their families, and next day they come back and they enjoy in in what they are doing. And why do your customers choose Pipistrel? Why do they love you so much? Well, I I can tell you that especially in in training segment. The war between uh, the academies, the providers of training, uh, is very similar to uh, public transport. You know, when the the new players came, like uh, these low-cost airliners, like Ryanair and uh, Wizz Air, you know, the fight between the academies for each single students became very hard. And every euro you are lower in the operating hour. Uh, means a lot. Our aircraft burn much less fuel than the others. They are designed in a way that up to 2,000 hours, you have very low maintenance cost. Uh, they burn just normal car fuel. You don't need to pay very expensive uh, Avgas. Uh, they are designed in a way that they offer to the operators much lower operating costs than competitors. But this is not in, in, in percentage. It's not in dozen of percentage. It can be twice or, or even more, you know. So the difference is really so high that the training uh, is, again, affordable. And with the electric aircraft now, it's not only the cost, it's also the noise. And uh, you are asking me why they choose our aircraft. In Europe, Austria, Germany, Switzerland, Netherlands, France, there are more than 120 airports where the training is not allowed anymore since a lot of time because of noise, because the airfield airports are close to the cities. But with our aircraft, with our Velis Electro, you don't know that the aircraft is in the air if you don't see it. So uh, we are bringing back training to the urban areas where it was forbidden. So you have no other choice that you come to my office and you order an electric trainer. They don't have, simply they don't have other choice. That That's a really good segment and it's really exciting because you, you focused on your combustion aircraft and you sold over a thousand of those aircraft. What, what was the point where you decided to produce the electric aircraft? Well, uh, <clears throat> yeah. First of all, uh, about the, the, the name, maybe uh, the audience will, will uh, don't know. Why virus? When we started uh, uh, producing it, uh, people said, wow, this is so different that, uh, from anything I ever flown that I'm really 
infected about this, you know, and then we, we make him a commercial name virus. And the, the slogan was infected by pipistrelle. <laughs> and now, virus was your first aircraft that you built. Uh, sinus first was sinus because sinus it was and then virus. like a sinus fit. Yeah, but uh, now you know uh, the very successful yes uh, SW one to one the virus SW one to one, which is a very versatile aircraft. You can do surveillance, you can do training, you can do uh, very fast cross country aircraft. It has day and night operation, full autopilot, everything. But it is, uh, let's say quite complex uh, it's a, a good compromise for everything but it's not really a basic trainer for this first uh, let's say 15 hours to select the pilot or let's say to give him this first coordination and all this this knowledge and this is normally happening in the vicinity of the airport where it is really very noise sensitive area and uh, uh, burn a lot of time because the 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 student is learning how to use the controls. So this phase must be as cheap as possible, as quiet as possible. And electric propulsion for this operation is simply the ideal choice. That's why I decided that we will, let's say, took the airframe from the SW121, which was already certified, and we will do all the modification and we will do it and certify it electric. And we did it. So now it's a perfect choice between Velis Electro and SW121. You have the first 15 hours you have on electric around the airport. And then you go for the advanced and cross-country training. And night VFR, you go on the SW121. So it's a, a, a tandem. You are selling, uh, or, or let's say there are three things because we have also very advanced VR simulator. Uh, so it's up to twin engine. We offer now everything for the schools. Wow. And that's interesting. So the electric is, at the moment, it's the only certified electric aircraft in Europe. No, it's it's actually it is it is in the world because uh, uh, it was first of all nobody type certified the electric engine the electric propulsion what we did first and then we type certified the aircraft. This it's easier to say than to do, you know, because there were no standards, there were uh, no testing uh, protocols, nothing. There were about 40, 50 uh, employees, engineers on EASA working almost three years to make the basis, operate, operation exemptions, uh, license, uh, maintenance, and of course, to certify our aircraft. It's a big milestone in aviation, you know. Nobody believed that we will succeed. And that's why nobody believed that commercial aviation will be ever possible. Five years ago, Airbus announced that in three years they will have type certified aircraft. And if they failed, the public understanding was if Airbus is not capable to do it, nobody will do it. Uh, Siemens announced uh, almost at the same time that they will type certify the engine. And they, they failed again, you know. And then uh, we came and we did it. And now the door is open, you know. Now the, the aviation industry uh, believe that we can uh, dream, not only dream, but we can realize and we can work on the emission-free aviation. If you look in the history, there are only three milestones. In 1928, the first 
type certified piston engine aircraft. In 1952, the first jet engine type certified aircraft. In 2020, first electric aircraft. Now, we have more believers than, than before because making electric aircraft is not really a big, a big deal. There are a lot of concepts already flying, but make it safe in the same way that jet or piston engine aircraft is, means to use the same standards, the same safety that you can use it for commercial. And Velis Electro is now starting in a few weeks, making the first airliner destination, let's say, or how it's called, in UK. So uh, it will be used for public transport between some very interesting touristic areas. Okay, VIP transport, only one person, but it will be first electric air airliner in the world. So with the electric aircraft, what do you think are the key barriers now? When will we see the, the Velis Electric take over the virus sales? Everything has uh, limitations, you know. This this cell phone uh, 20 years ago would be bigger than this room, you know. Also now, uh, electric propulsion has uh, limitations. Battery energy density is one of the, the biggest uh, limitations. Nowadays, we can say that the electric propulsion replaces completely the uh, propulsion in motor gliders because you need the energy for 20, 30 minutes, you reach the altitude and then you switch off, you, you close the engine and you are, you are soaring. That's first. Second is training segment because the training lesson normally least 45 minutes. And on two-seat aircraft and with 120 kilos of batteries, you know, you have enough reserve and you, you charge in, in 40 minutes in the time you do briefing and debriefing. In training, the, the costs are lower, the noise is lower. So this is nowadays a reality. Third is urban mobility because the, the diameter of the mega cities today is up to 70 kilometers. So flying taxi on batteries, it's possible. And it's happening. If we like to fly between the cities, if we like to, to fly between the continents, of course, the batteries has problems because of the weight. And the business case doesn't work because if you need to recharge the batteries 10 hours and then you, you, you make three hours flight, make no sense. We see the best solution using hydrogen. Hydrogen fuel cells uh, are capable to produce the energy during the flight. You are simply carrying the hydrogen with you. You take the oxygen from the atmosphere and during the flight, you are producing the energy, electric energy and uh, the emission, which is pure water. So no emission at all. The technology is already there. We flew almost three or four years ago uh, in Germany, four-seat uh, fully electric and hydrogen-powered aircraft. If we take a step back, because this is what we were talking about earlier, but why have you always had this focus on innovation? You had lots of opportunities to either just focus on pr producing microlights or focus on producing ultralight aircraft, even though you've been very successful at microlights, ultralight aircraft, and now you're focusing, well, we need electric. And then after that, we're like, well, we need, we need to work with Uber <clears throat> Elevate. And you've always had this innovation behind you. Why is that? Well, you know... Uh... The, the life, uh, it's one, one big competition. If you are not innovative, 
you don't you you don't find your girlfriend you know uh, <laughs> yeah you must be different uh, and you must be the best you know uh, the the motto of pipistrel is that uh, only one is the first everybody can be the second so we don't like to be the second we do, we, we like to set the standards and i have so motivated them you know that they don't need the push, but they like to to change the world, you know. And it is not fair that I I block their mind with out of the box ideas, with crazy ideas, because on the end, you know, the the most crazy idea is always the best. So yes, I am lucky that I know how to to work with the people that they they are uh, looking forward. And uh, that's why Pipistrel is so so innovative. Like you were saying before, lots of companies produce the the PowerPoint slides with the designs, but not many people have been doing it. Yeah. Why is that? Why yeah. is it? You know, the the success it's like a puzzle. You can have a very nice part of the picture, and you can be the best there, but you will never be successful in the complete picture. Uh, we have everything in house, and to be successful, you must have first of all uh, a very innovative product nowadays to be successful. Then you must have a way to uh, make the prototype to design it. You must have uh, the knowledge how to certify it that you will be able to to sell it. Then you must have very motivated team who is capable to produce it in the way that the production is lean. So the, the next point, which is very important, is lean production. I purchased in 2001 the system from Toyota car, you know. We are also organized like car industry to be lean because car industry now, it's much leaner than aviation industry because the revenue, it's not the, the most important. The most important is the difference you earn that you have enough money to invest in the new product. Then the brand is very important. You must invest in brand. If you have a strong brand, you can, let's say, assume that, that the people will, will come to you. And then you must have the market. If you have a market, you will earn the money, you will get the money, to, to finance all, all, all this back. You can have the best innovative product and you have a full store of, of your product, nobody knows for them, and you, you will fail because you must, you must have the market and you must sell them to earn the money. So all this impo is important. And the ones who has now very nice idea, much better than we have, but they have no knowledge about to produce it, how to deal with the authorities, what, what the standards are. They don't know how demanding the customers are once they get the aircraft. You know, they must learn all this. And if they don't have this experience, they must buy it. And for all this experience, the, the amount of money is too high that on the end you will be successful. Our advantage is that we grew slowly and we have all this already in-house. And if we say that tomorrow we will be on the market with something, we know because we have all the resources in-house. We don't need to outsource the design. We don't need to outsource the testing. We don't need to outsource the, the, the certification, production, nothing, you know. We know and we can predict when we will be uh, with these resources 
on, on the market. The one who has a very good, let's say, PowerPoint presentation again, and they get, they collect 30, 50 millions to develop the product, then they are on very thin ice because having the prototype, you are maybe on three or 5% of the final success. Thank you very much. I've loved this conversation with you. It's been super insightful. It's, it's been a, pr- a privilege to speak to you, Eva. Thank you for the invitation. I hope uh, somebody who will uh, listen to this uh, will be a, a bigger believer in the clean aviation that it was before this interview. And how can people learn more about Pipistrel or any of the projects you're working on? I think it's on, on our webpage. Just uh, search our main page. Uh, otherwise, you're always welcome to visit us. Great, great. Definitely keen to, to come across and, and visit you as well. Thank you. You are always welcome. Brilliant. Thanks. Have, you have a good day and I'll, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Remain in good health. Thanks again to Ivo and his team at Pipistrel. Please do let me know if you have any comments. Um, All my details are in the show notes below. And I look forward to seeing you next week.